well met, travelers, and welcome to the Kinky Tavern. Pull up a stool. What do you have to drink? Here, we aim to extend to all who may seek it disability-centered kink education. In doing so, we're going to be talking about different aspects of BDSM, leather, the kink community, the relationships and dynamics within it, and so much more. All opinions voiced in this podcast are just that, opinions, and they should not be taken as fact or medical advice. We only speak from what we've learned and experienced in our own journeys. And remember, my dear friends, kink is customizable. Consent is the only requirement. Words mean things, but we also give them meaning. Remember, no kink shaming and no judgment. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoy. Exciting announcement. Guess what, guys? We have merch. We all came up with some awesome ideas. M designed them, and Alan set up our store. We have the classic Kinky Tavern logo, as well as some clever and funny sayings from our podcasts or just from our little weird braids. Our designs are available in shirts up to 5X. Now to get a 5X, you have to go to men's and classic, but there are 5Xs, which I'm excited about. We also have hoodies, tapestries, stickers, blankets, mugs, zip pouches, face masks, and more. So check it out. All proceeds go to our education fund, which helps all of us go to cons, go to classes, travel to cons, etc. So anything that you get will be helping us educate ourselves further to bring you more education on the podcast. If you would like to support us or follow us, we are on Patreon at The Kinky Tavern, FetLife, Twitter, and Instagram, all at The Kinky Tavern. I'm also personally on FetLife at mdizzy, E-M-D-I-Z-Z-Y. Please do not friend me on that account. You can definitely follow me and you can friend The Kinky Tavern, but please don't friend me on that one. That's for people I know. I'm also on TikTok at MixDizzySoul. M-X-D-I-Z-Z-Y-S-O-U-L, and on Twitter at Daddy's Dizzy Soul, D-A-D-D-Y-S-D-I-Z-Z-Y-S-O-U-L, and all of those will be linked down below. Yes, and you can also find me on TikTok. Yes, I have a TikTok. I'm never on it, but you can send me stuff at uh, pup underscore Merlin underscore Wrecker, R-E-K-K-R. That is also my FetLife. You can follow me there or message me or whatever. I also run the Kinky Tavern Twitter. So, And I am on FetLife at Alan's World 111. Please do not friend me. Only follow me there. Those are for people that I know. On Instagram, Lord Alan Vidra. That would be L-O-R-D-A-L-L-E-N-V-Y-D-R-A. Twitter at Lord Allen 111. And TikTok, Alan's World 111. Please follow me on TikTok so that I can get to a live. Excellent. So please give us a follow, give us a like, and keep up to date on what we're doing with the Kinky Tavern podcast. The topics within this podcast are explicit. Listeners should be 18 and up only. Listener discretion is advised. Hi, I'm Mix Dizzy. And I'm Pup Marquee Wrecker. And today we are talking to you about chemical play. Yeah, the Bernie Burns. <laughs> Definitely a lot of Bernie Burns. Yeah, but not like actual burn. If you're not careful. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> true. That is very true. 
So first off, of course, we'd like to thank our patrons. We have our regulars who are Dopetastic Q and Lady Katarina, and our customers, Moon Goddess, Sir Quill, and Chris Canbread. Thank you all so, so much. Yes, all your support helps a tremendous amount. It's actually helping us get our new recording thing that we record through, basically. Yeah, recording program. Yeah, our new recording program. So that's going to be great. And it sounds amazing. I hope you all have enjoyed it the last few episodes that we've used it because it sounds so much better. Yeah. And it's a lot easier on M when they have to edit it because before there was a lot of background noise and extraneous stuff that gets filtered out through this new program. So we're excited and very happy that you all have supported us. Yeah. And once again, you can find us at patreon.com slash the kinky tavern. Yeah. And it's also in our link tree. Yes. So what is chemical play? Chemical play is kind of under the umbrella of sensation play. And it is play where chemical irritants are used to create exciting, tingling, burning, painful, and arousing feelings. Yeah, there's a lot of different things you can use. And some of them are just like everyday I mean, most of them are everyday household objects or items, yeah. things. Yeah. So it's something pretty easy to get into if it, if you're interested in it. Yeah. A lot of people are not interested in it for mm-hmm. specific reasons. <laughs> yes, you definitely have to do your research. This podcast does not count as research about the specific substance. No. You need to research the specific substance you are using, figure out what could go wrong, how to neutralize it, etc., etc. So one of the common sayings in the world of chemical play is you can't safe word out of chemical play. And it's true. Yeah. What this means is that once it's on, it's not always something that can be neutralized. And even so, neutralized doesn't mean that it takes the feeling away completely. Right. Yeah. I don't know if, if y'all have seen Fight Club, but that one scene where he puts that, I don't know what it was. He puts some kind of powder on his hand with some water. Mm-hmm. And like, if you pour more water on it, it'll burn more. So you have to neutralize it with what vinegar or something. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, so chemical play, depending on what it is, it can get worse depending on what you use to put on it, try and get it out. It just sometimes it won't. And some things like you can't stop it. Like it's just yeah. going to be there because it's seeping into your skin. It's not going to just go away. You can't just suck it out of your skin. Right. <laughs> so yeah, chemical play is, it's, it's uh Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting is a good word. So we are going to go over just a few of the types of irritants that are commonly used that are like household objects. Mm-hmm. Again, this is not instructing you. This is giving ideas of how this is done so that when we talk about safety and things, you have a better idea of what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all of these that we're going to mention, I believe all of them, uh, you can buy pretty much at your local grocery store or Pretty much anywhere. Yeah. This is kind of one of those more affordable kinks to get into. But again, research is absolutely necessary. (laughs) Yes. So first we have capsaicin cream. And this can cause like a burning or heating. It's usually used for like uh, pain relief, like joint pain relief and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So it can be used on different areas, obviously. But it's going to be doing what it's supposed to do, which is that burning kind of heat relief that you get that you use for like joints and aches and pains up like that. Yeah. And for all of these, for some people, it may be more intense, especially if they're not used to it. And depending on where you put it, it can be more intense. Yeah. Once again, research. Yeah. And each of these is going to react differently 
depending on who you are. Yeah. Sometimes these things work for some people, sometimes they don't. That's why there's so many of them. Like we said, research and... We also have pain lotions like Icy Hot, Tiger Balm, Bengay. I guess Capsaicin Cream could have gone with this bullet point. Yeah. But these specifically are like menthol-based pain lotions and they create a heating, burning, and cooling sensation. Yeah. So it's it's like... Well, depending on which one you get, it's either hot and then it cools down or it's real cool and then it heats up. Mm-hmm. And it's meant to like dull the pain or numb the pain and then cool it away or heat it away, basically. Yeah. yeah so. And again, depending on the person, this can be super intense or it can be like, eh. Yeah. So next is Tabasco or pretty much any kind of hot sauce, really, you can use as well. And obviously that's going to be very spicy. Mm-hmm. And it's depending on what you get, like, I mean, it can be really spicy on your skin or other areas mm-hmm. as well. Um, I don't know if you all have, like, cut up peppers before or something and, like, brushed away the seeds and accidentally, like, brushed your face or your eyes or something. It can be not fun. Oh, yeah. I've done that with a habanero once. Oof. Yeah. You and hot stuff. (laughs) No, my uncle grew habaneros and he was making salsa and he asked me to cut up some habaneros for him and I just didn't think about it. And he didn't hand you gloves? No, we didn't. He didn't wear gloves. I didn't wear gloves. So I cut it up and then apparently I brushed my, I think it was like, I scratched my nose or something, which is worse. I feel like it's worse than your eye. But I think, well, no, I think it was my nose first and then my eye and like both of it. And I was just like. It was just like running and ugh, yeah. I was miserable for a while. Not fun. No. <laughs> we also have cinnamon and this is usually not cinnamon powder because cinnamon powder is, I mean, it's not really going to absorb into the skin. Um, if you're using it in the mouth, that just, I mean, that's dangerous because you could like inhale the powder and it, mm-hmm. it's just not great. So I would suggest like a an oil mm-hmm. or they do have like cinnamon rubs i believe as well that are like pain lotion kind of things i was gonna say you could try and like dissolve the cinnamon like ground cinnamon into like water or something but again it doesn't... research i have not done my research so i'm gonna talk about it well like from cooking like cinnamon does not like to mix in no at to anything so that's why that's... i would suggest like a commercial like a cinnamon oil an oil would be food best. grade or you know you should always stick with food grade by the way for yeah. all of this or cosmetic grade if we're talking about like the pain lotions and stuff but yeah so cinnamon and that's like a of course a like heating kind of spice. spicy feeling it's like if you want a christmas spice yeah <laughs> if you want to feel like christmas is eating your skin wow <laughs> That's a, oh, I'm just thinking about like a whole scene where you make it all Christmas themed. and I know I am and, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's going on in there. You can throw some allspice in there too. That's, mm-hmm, that gets real spicy. Put some anus in the anus. <laughs> that would also be spiky. Okay. Again, this is all just <laughs> joking fantasy shit. Do not put. Do not do these things. Do not put star anus in your anus. Also do your research before you do any of this. Yes. But I would suggest not putting star anus in your anus. Spiky. Then I haven't even done research on that. No. I, I can just tell you that. Just don't do that. Mm-hmm. Bad idea. Very bad idea. <laughs> so next we have uh, Vicks, and that's like your vapor rub, stuff like that. A lot of people use it for, like, if they have got a congested nose or... Mm-hmm. Put it on your chest and, like, makes your eyes water. and Opens you up. Yeah. Like, all your sinuses clears them because it's very, very mentholated. I think the main ingredient in it is menthol. So mm-hmm. And so that's going to have, like, a... I don't really know how it would affect any other wear 
any other places like because i would assume it would kind of be like the menthol based pain lotions Mm -hmm. but again with vix i'm not sure where other than skin it should be because i have not done the research and i don't i don't know goals are in it but i would think it would be kind of like heating tingling cooling sensation and i think it's mainly like a petroleum jelly base yeah i think most of those are but yeah, I, I do your research on what is actually in it, mm-hmm. like in the tube that they give you or whatever you're getting it out of, just to make sure like there's no bad chemicals or anything in there. Because a lot of these are they're manufactured and they're meant to be like medical and like surface up. So like do your research before you try and insert these or put them around any orifices. Basically, you are using in chemical play, you're using these in ways that they are not supposed to be used. Yeah. So do your research as to what can go wrong when you do that, how intense it could be. You don't want to create burns or something you cannot neutralize going on in a mucous membrane. That would suck. Yeah. A lot of these I would not recommend like inserting or like putting in inside you if you can avoid it. Next we have rubbing alcohol, which also can be lit on fire and it can also conduct electricity, which I didn't know. Hmm. So it can be used kind of with those kinks as well. Mm-hmm. I'm getting ideas. But when you put rubbing alcohol on, it's kind of a cooling sensation. And then if you're doing like fire play and light it on fire, it's really hot and tingly and nice yeah and the thing with like rubbing alcohol is that since it is like a liquid like it's a liquid there but it takes a while for all that liquid to evaporate Mm -hmm. so like you kind of have to wipe it on and then you kind of feel that cooling feeling yeah Yeah. and it depends on the percentage again no yeah yeah research yes we should have like a research how many times we said research in this episode counter you need a research button Mm -hmm. next we have ambisol and that is like basically any of those mouth numbing Mm mm-hmm things for different mouth sores and this would be a numbing and tingling sensation they don't taste very good they don't but yeah ambisol is basically um it's an analgesic Mm -hmm. so it is like meant for numbing Mm -hmm. so if you use enough of it it will go numb completely like like think if you go to the doctor and they numb you up to get like a cavity or something you can get that feeling if you use a bunch it doesn't go very deep, though. And no, it's very surface level. Yeah. And be aware with mixing that with any that feeling with any other kinks, because mm. if you can't feel something, you could not feel a problem. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So the next ones are like peppermint, spearmint. Those are obviously mint. They're natural. Yeah. Peppermint, spearmint. They are natural. They have that coolingness to them yeah they're like a cooling sensation they can also kind of do like a heating thing a lot like the menthol like cooling Mm -hmm. heating sensation kind of like a different type of menthol yeah yeah very similar to menthol i mean it's supposed it's a type of mint yeah and that's what menthol emulates is the mintiness that cooling heating kind of it's kind of its own thing to be honest the the whole mint feeling yeah and then we have toothpaste which is along the same vein that cooling, heating type sensation. You have to be careful with toothpaste and again, do your research. But if it's like baking soda or something, it can be like abrasive as well. Like physically abrasive, not even just chemically abrasive. So you have to be kind of careful with choosing. I mean, with all of these, but yeah, something to think about. Well, I mean, toothpaste in general is supposed to be meant as like used as an abrasive. Yeah. So be careful with that. Yeah, but it's usually a chemical abrasive until you get putting in like the baking soda. 
Mm. and stuff like that. Okay. Or like even the little mint strips or something, they can become abrasive because usually the physical abrasion is coming from your toothbrush. Right. Okay. That makes sense. But if you add baking soda, which is really, really common, it then also becomes a physical abrasive. Hmm. Nice. I'm learning things about toothpaste I didn't know. (laughs) All right. Next, we have another common thing, ginger, just like straight ginger root. Mm -hmm. This is actually commonly known as figging. And is often used as a threat for those who don't do figging, just because kind of as a joke. Mm-hmm. But fresh ginger root, when it is carved into a shape that is copacetic to insertion, is called figging. It's typically in the anus, but can also be done in the vagina or urethra. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, and the sensation is caused by the ginger root releasing its natural oils by being kind of heated up and in connection with your skin, abrased with your skin, pressed by your skin. And it causes an intense burning, numbing, heating sensation, which can be very pleasurable, very Mm -hmm. painful, or both. Yeah. And be careful with this one, because this is one of those that you can't really neutralize. Yeah, I mean, a lot of these you can't. That's like part of chemical play. Like a lot of these, you put it on and it's like absorbing into your skin, basically. And you can't, like I said before, you can't like suck that out of your skin, really. You can wipe it off as best you can, but some of it is going to seep into your skin. So you're still going to have a little bit of that feeling. Yeah. However, there are things you can get or other different types of chemicals or things that can actually neutralize that feeling. Yeah, typically. And again, do your research because everything is neutralized by a different thing. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's like you can just use water to dilute it enough and the cool water will kind of flush it out as best as it can. Or you can use vinegar to neutralize it or milk. I mean, it kind of depends on the thing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. We also have desensitizing gels and lubes, and this would obviously be like a numbing type sensation. And again, with numbing type sensations, be careful because you can't feel other things if you're mixing this with another type of kink. And if you can't feel things that are going on, Mm -hmm. you may end up hurting yourself in a way you shouldn't, in a way you didn't mean to. Yeah, I think some of those have like the same kind of thing that the Anbosol has, Mm -hmm. but like in a much, much lower quantity. So yeah, it can... Don't use too much. <laughs> yeah. Next, you can get some massage oils. Some of them have like, they probably have like mint or something in them that causes like a cooling sensation or, I mean, there's a lot of them out there that have like these different types of things that are in all these other things that we've mentioned. Yeah. And they'll, they'll oftentimes market it as like a tingling or a heating or a cooling or a, I don't know, soothing yeah. massage oil. Yeah. So... There's those. Yeah. And then we have some of the food type stuff like jalapenos and wasabi, horseradish, mustard. These can kind of be a heating and burning sensation, a lot like a lot like hot sauce. Hot sauce or the ginger that we talked about. Yeah. yeah. A lot of the I mean, a lot of the food ones, they have oils in them that a lot of the other like pastes and stuff are made from. Like capsaicin mm-hmm. comes from jalapenos and like Peppers. Peppers. So, yeah. Yeah. It is really important to remember when you are doing this kink, when you are playing with chemicals, that the vagina, anus, urinary tract, and all other mucous membranes have a microbiome differing from the rest of the skin. Chemical play disrupts this chemistry and can have negative effects. It can take some time for the skin or the affected area to be healed completely and ready for another go with substances as well. And alcohol is also absorbed much faster in mucous membranes than when drinking, 
which can cause a hazardous, if not lethal situation much more quickly than would be expected. Yeah, I would not put any kind of alcohol on a mucous membrane. Well, unless you're like going to clean it real quick. Yeah, I would. Even then, I would be very careful. Yeah, no, I wouldn't like. I wouldn't pour shots inside your ass of rubbing alcohol. Oh God, no! That would kill kill you. you. Literally, that would kill you. So that's why it's meant to disinfect and. Yeah. Yeah. So we're gonna go over just kind of some of the parts that you can be applying chemical play to. So we're gonna start with some of the more susceptible areas. The vagina, clitoris, and labia are very susceptible to yeast infections when sugar and other sweeteners are introduced. It also absorbs things really, really quickly, and it has that special pH and microbiome that if it is disrupted, it can cause all kinds of problems, chronic even. Yeah, so it can really mess with your chemistry and like fuck things up, you said. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously do your research, but each of these things is going to affect each person differently. Definitely. So some people may be good with figging, and some people may not be able to do it at all because it literally will put put them in the hospital and make mm-hmm. them sick. So, yeah, do your research and make sure you test out these things before pursuing them fully. Yes. So next, we got the penis and scrotum. So the penis reacts very similarly to the vagina to foreign substances. The scrotum reacts more closely to, like, really sensitive skin. I would say with the penis, it's, like, less likely to get stuff in. But, I mean, you still right. have the urethra at the end, so... It's a lot easier to like apply stuff without getting very close to that. So you can avoid kind of any issues with that. Yeah. I think that the penis definitely has a little bit of an advantage over a vagina to avoid certain infections and things, but it is a very, very sensitive organ. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Next we have the anus. Yeah. And one of the large intestines purposes, which is just right inside there. Uh, One of the large intestines purposes is to absorb liquid. When a chemical is introduced, this can have adverse effects. So this is especially like alcohol and basically any chemical that is going in past the anus and rectum. You really got to be careful. You should only be using food grade substances in this area. You should be really going slow, testing as you go. Mm -hmm. Just be very careful. Once again, it has a little microbiome in there. I don't know what else to call a little ecosystem in there that you can fuck up. You can get yeast infections in your anus as well and stuff like that. So just be careful. Do your research. Hey, research. (laughs) Yeah. And this kind of brings up our next one, which is the urinary tract. So if you do this kind of stuff and it gets in there, you can get a UTI and they are not fun and they can lead to a lot of chronic issues. And a lot of times like it can be very persistent from just doing it once mm-hmm. because it, it just kind of fucks up your... Yeah, once you get a UTI, you are more likely to get them. And the more that you do this kind of thing, the more susceptible you become to getting urinary tract infections. I've never personally had one, so I don't know what it's like. Oh man, it is very painful. I have had a few really bad ones. I remember one time I just was like laying down in my grandma's back seat crying and eventually they just were like we're taking you to the hospital and it was just a UTI quote unquote but i mean these things can get so dangerous that they can become fatal so you got to be careful but yeah mine was just kind of a run of the mill UTI and i got medicine to sort it out and it took a few days but it just is you know that feeling 
when you have to pee so bad that it hurts. Mm -hmm. Like it hurts so bad and every movement hurts and it's that. But when you go to pee, there's nothing and you cannot relieve that pressure at all. Oh, wow. That's so it is just that constant pressure and pain. And for me, it's overstimulation. And I think that's why I was affected so incredibly much by it. But mm. they can be very dangerous. Yeah. I mean, it is an infection. And if an infection is left long enough, it can turn worse and worse. And it just gets worse, basically, unless you try and take care of it. Yeah, so. you have to get medical attention for stuff like this because it can turn into something that you can't come back from. Yeah. So the tract of a person with a uterus is much shorter than that of someone with a penis. And they end up getting infected fairly often. So UTIs are a lot more common in AFAB people than AMAB people. Yes. Um, so yeah. But this block can be caused by like a blockage or bacteria being introduced or possibly a chemical being introduced. Mm -hmm. So this is why we mentioned this because if stuff gets in there, it can really fuck you up. So Definitely. Be very careful. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Do your research. Do your research. This is also why you are supposed to pee after sex. Because during sex, you get bacteria all up in that space. I don't know about y'all, but it gets all rubbed in. It gets all pushed up on there. You need to pee to flush it out. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Next, we have the skin. The skin can absorb chemicals, but it absorbs them much more slowly than mucous membranes do. There are some irritants like Icy Hot and other rubs that are designed to absorb very quickly. And even with skin, you should be sticking with food grade or cosmetic grade products. So how are you going to ensure safety or pursue safety with this kink? Every single time you play with chemicals or irritants, even if everything went fine with that same exact person, that same exact chemical or combination of chemicals last time you did it, test it. Mm -hmm. No matter what. Someone may not know an allergy that they have. It may not have been thought about during negotiation, and it may not have been thought about as like an ingredient within something. And allergies change as well. Like people mm -hmm. can have different reactions and allergies can develop. Yeah, they can develop over time. As you age, you can lose or develop new allergies. Mm -hmm. And so I would not suggest maybe like testing known allergies to just see if it has changed don't do that let's see what this does yeah. <laughs> yeah no don't do that if you know you have like an anaphylactic allergy make sure you have your epipen with you yes just in case but yeah so if you plan to use a combination of chemicals be sure to test it both individually and combined sometimes when chemicals are combined there can be a more intense reaction like they obviously compound on each other Mm -hmm. But sometimes that may not happen, depending on what you mix. Like, they may, like, counteract each other, depending yeah. on whatever you're using. There could so. be a chemical reaction that mm -hmm. happens and neutralizes it, or it could be a chemical reaction that makes it way worse. Um, yeah. It could make it dangerous, even. So, again, mm -hmm. do your research and test. Yes. Testing on the forearm is the most common, because the skin there is real sensitive, and it's easier there to see or feel a reaction. And it's a place that can be easily neutralized if necessary, and if that's a chemical that can be neutralized. Yeah. It's also not an area that's critical or close to a critical area, so it's not going to, like, spread really quickly to heart, lungs, throat, face area. Yeah. So how do you test? So I would use just, like, a little bit 
I mean, always do a little at a time, probably kind of apply it on the skin, like on your forearm, kind of test out, see how it reacts. Maybe you can even like mark off where you put it, depending on what it is. If it's like a clear gel or something, so you can't see it if it dries, mark it and then like wait and see how your reaction is. Is there any blistering, burning? Are there changes in the color or texture of your skin? Are there any changes anywhere else on your body, your face, your chest? Make sure you're not having like some kind of reaction or like a rash or blotches or anything Mm -hmm. to it. And as well as watching the area of skin, you should be watching the human for Mm -hmm. reactions. Allergic reactions can occur deeper than the skin, such as like swelling of the mouth, tongue, throat, face, or limbs, difficulty breathing, erratic or rapid heartbeat, changes in blood pressure, fever, kind of flushing and blushing, sweating. And any of these symptoms can be a sign of anaphylactic shock, which can be fatal. So if you or your play partner is exhibiting any of them, please call 911 immediately. Be entirely truthful with medical staff when you are going in for something that happened during kink play. Mm -hmm. They are there to help you. And I'm sure they've seen, you know, quote unquote worse if you're embarrassed or like whatever. Yeah. Their main goal is just to make sure you're better. They don't care what, how it happened. I mean, they do. That's they why. They need to know <laughs> how it happened to treat you. Right. If you lie about it, there could be a crucial detail that you changed that was, you know, a key to your treatment. Yeah. So don't lie about it. Just tell them what happened. You don't even have to tell them, oh, we're BDSM, we're DS, we're whatever. Just be like, so I had some ginger up my butt. They'd be like, oh, yeah, it was a ginger root. We like carved it. So, you know, blah, blah. Just be, yeah. just be truthful. Like we said before. Do your research. Know if the irritants you're playing with can be neutralized, whether that's like with another cream or water, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Obviously, do your research on your specific chemical you're using and be sure to have the proper materials to do so, like whatever you need to acquire to neutralize it. Right. Know how it should be washed off. And sometimes, like depending on what it is you're working with, sometimes adding the water will make it worse or maybe spread it around. I know with... Like peppers, especially water, does not work. Right. With getting that that oil off, it, it does kind not. of encourages the absorption of it into your skin. Uh huh. And it makes it spread worse. Uh-huh. Yeah. There's not. I I think there's not really a good way to get rid of pepper oil. Like, do your yeah, research. Do your research. But I think milk or um, mustard. Milk helps lessen it, from what I my own experience, but it doesn't get like make it go away. Really. Well, neutralizers aren't going to usually. They're just going to like. Stop it in its tracks. You can't. That's why they say there's no safe words in chemical play. Mm Because even if you use a neutralizer, Mm -hmm. it's not going to make it go completely away. Yeah. It's just going to stop it in its tracks or at least slow it down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But uh, you should always keep irritants away from your eyes. If something gets into your eyes, use water or an eye flush immediately and get medical attention. Eyes are super susceptible and can be easily put at risk. You could end up blind and Mm -hmm. that's just not something you want to do. So what should you bring in your kit, in your chemical play kit? Yeah, so obviously you want to bring your chemicals that you're playing with. Yes. You want to bring your neutralizers if they have them. Mm -hmm. Know how to use them. Do your research. Make sure you get the right ones. Water. Be sure to always bring water. Always bring water. Mm -hmm. That's just to drink or to use to dilute or rinse or whatever. Obviously, 
do your research, make sure you're checking out what you're using. Mm -hmm. Another thing you can add is over-the-counter medicines like anti-inflammatory medicines such as aspirin or ibuprofen. Those can help. Sometimes they don't work for some people. Sometimes they do. Make sure you get the right one. Do your research. Yeah, basically one of the one of the major reactions to chemicals that a lot of people will have is inflammation. And that's like mm-hmm. when it gets red and kind of raised and swollen. So that's when you would use something like aspirin or ibuprofen. Yeah. You can also get some antihistamines or other allergy relievers. Benadryl can be used. It, I don't know anyone who it doesn't make drowsy. So be aware of that. <laughs> yeah. You can also get something like Claritin or Zyrtec, although those can also make you drowsy. So just make sure you get the right one because I know there's ones that are non-drowsy. Well, so. and if you don't take them on the regular, you may not know how you'll react to them. Right. So. Because that happened to me. <laughs> also beware of that. Yeah. Wrecker fucking took some allergy medicine. Like it was for the day. It was quote unquote non-drowsy. And went to work. It fucked me up. Mm -hmm. I felt like shit. (laughs) And lastly, in your kit, you'll want to have, like, PPE, personal protective equipment, like gloves. Again, be ready for latex allergies with this one. So if someone has a latex allergy, have, like, nitrile or vinyl available. And the gloves are basically just to be a barrier between the top and the bottom. A lot of tops want to focus on the bottom sensations rather than their own. They don't want to be involved in the sensation part of the chemical play. (laughs) So they will use gloves to keep it off of their own skin and apply it with their own hands. You can also use Q-tips or cotton balls or even gauze to apply, Mm -hmm. but I would suggest definitely having these in there for cleanup as well. Uh, They can be used to wipe it off if that's what's necessary for neutralizing the reaction. They can be used to bandage something if something is raw or, you know, just needs protecting from the outside environment afterwards. And you'll want to have safety shears and keep those maintained. I don't know that we've mentioned that in previous episodes, but you should keep those sharp, oiled, clean, make sure there's no rust on them. Just make sure that you're kind of checking your kit in. Because I know like in our kit, we'll also have like alcohol and mousse for fire play, different things in there. Mm -hmm. So if something is leaking and ruining your stuff in your kit, you need to know. And like for us, especially, we don't play a whole lot, funny as it is. So we don't bring out our kit a whole lot. And so every time before we go to an event or a con, we will check our kit Mm -hmm. and make sure that everything's okay in there. Yeah. Well, and a lot of times we have to like basically repack it just because sometimes there's stuff we want to bring. Sometimes there's stuff we don't want to bring and don't want to worry about. So yeah, sometimes I'll be like, yeah, we've got gauze in there. And it's like, I'm remembering from years ago and not recently. (laughs) So that's what we've got on chemical play. Once again, do your research, take classes. This is just kind of a basic intro info on it. It is not a class. It is not meant to instruct you. It is just about safety and kind of an introduction to it so that you understand chemical play a little better. Yeah. Kind of show you how to get into it if you want to and That's about it. Yeah. Help you understand it a little better. Yeah. So again, take classes, find instruction, especially in person is great. Mm -hmm. I am definitely like being disabled. I am definitely all for virtual options, but with these more hands-on edge play kinks, it does behoove you to get hands-on training, hands-on instruction. Yeah. Anytime you're like, cause there's a lot of great classes online, Mm -hmm. but I feel like it's really hard to learn how to apply this to a person 
when you're learning about it through a screen. Yeah. That's why we try not to instruct. We try to talk more about theory, safety, mm-hmm. introducing you to understand the kink. And, you know, virtual options are great for that. Yeah. They're great for doing your research, for learning more. This is just kind of an intro to it. Find instruction. There are people who will do like video instruction. I don't feel comfortable instructing, especially edge play through a podcast that is not appropriate. So our goal is to just introduce it and help you understand it and learn how to get into it if you want to. Yeah. So I don't know if you all have noticed, but Alan's been gone the last few episodes. So not really giving an update or anything, just letting you know that an update is coming soon. Actually, it should be our next episode, right? Yes. Hopefully we will be recording our update this next week. Yeah. And it will be coming out like the one after this one. (laughs) Yeah. So a lot's kind of happened lately. So we've just kind of been doing our own episodes, just me and M for a bit. Well, Alan's just been like kind of unable to sit down at a computer with a mic and I mean, just practically it's not worked out. So we are going to have Alan back on next week and update you all on that situation and let you know what's going on. We are still the Royal Court. We are still the Kinky Tavern, all three of us. No worries on that. Yes. So update is coming. Just kind of been through a little bit of rough stuff lately. But we will let you all know what happens or what happens. We don't know what's going to happen, but we'll let you know what happened. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, we'll keep bringing you episodes and stuff. Hopefully some good stuff's coming in the works pretty soon. So we might be having some guests on soon. Yes. And that is another thing that um, Alan is the one that brings on guests. And since Alan's kind of been up in the air lately, they've not been able to get them scheduled to, you know, be on the podcast with us. So we've just kind of taken a break on that and let them do their thing. No pressure. And they're going to be back next week. Yeah. But yeah, we've got more stuff coming in the works. Yep. It's in the works. Always in the works. Yeah. Now, Daddy, would you please let us out with a daddy joke? (laughs) I don't like it. <laughs> Made my heart jump. You don't like Cornelius? No, I love Cornelius. Oh, They're I know, cute, it's great. But that did me a heart jump. <laughs> that was really loud. <laughs> Cornelius is my, uh, he's my fidget toy. He's Emotional a, he's, support. He's an, uh, he's an elephant that we got at a store. It's actually a dog toy. Yeah. That's why it, it honks. <clears throat> it honks. So uh, I can't do it too much because our bio dog will freak out. I'm surprised he hasn't busted anything. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. But yeah, he's... He's Cornelius Chase, yeah. named after the awesome Chevy Chase. So, yeah. But yes, I do have a daddy joke. Sorry. Excellent. <laughs> All right. So, what's the difference between a hippo and a zippo? I don't know. What? One's pretty heavy, and the other's a little lighter. You're not wrong. <laughs> Did you know that hippos are... Terrifying? They're herbivores, but they will fuck you up. Just fuck you up. Mm-hmm. No, I know. They'll chase down They're terrifying. Yeah. Destroy <laughs> them. I love hippos.